0: not grow because they are not planted They're not planted in faithfulness. They're not rooted in a church where they can grow. But more importantly, they're not rooted in Jesus, all right? Hear me, hear me, hear me. There's a lot of people that are rooted in religion, but religion will never cause you to grow. Relationship with Jesus is what causes you to grow. So here's what I'm challenging you this morning is this. Get yourself planted so you can get rooted in a place where God can use you and you can be what God's called you to be. But growth. Doesn't happen overnight. Many times it's not visible to people. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's evident, but other times it's not visible. I want to take you to Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And it says this It says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, So walk in him. Somebody say walk in him. Having been firmly rooted and now built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. There's a lot in that verse, but I just want to start with a couple of things real quick. One of the first signs of spiritual growth is thankfulness or gratitude. When we turn from a victor, I'm sorry, when we turn from a victim mentality to a victor mentality, something's changing in our lives. You say, well, I don't have it all together. How can I live in victory? You have to have it all together to live in victory. If you wait till all your ducks are in a row, I promise the devil will stir your ducks. He didn't say you had to have it all together. But he did say we should show gratitude. We should walk in the Lord. We should grow in our faith. Because as we walk in the Lord, as we grow in our faith, we get rooted or planted. Somebody look at your neighbor one more time. Tell him just grow, baby. Just grow. Just grow. Grow. There's three things. I promise I'm not going to be very long this morning. Some of y'all laughing about that. Okay. Three things. We need to Grow in our walk, somebody say grow in our walk, it's absolutely normal for a baby to need a bottle, this morning I got Ellie duty and before church and they were practicing and and Tori was on the drums and Dylan was on the piano and Mimi had Cooper at the house and so I had Ellie, now this is a challenge because Ellie is at that stage where she likes to eat a bottle a lot and then she likes to spit up the bottle some. And then it stays with you all day long, if you know what I'm saying. And she got out of that little car seat this morning, and she was looking at this thing, and she was hanging out for a minute. We was watching a, a video, and, and, and all of a sudden, she started going, Wow. Now, listen, I don't know if she had a dirty diaper. That's not my go-to, okay? I'm not checking that. But it was not strange that when we had the bottle, and I got the bottle ready, and I shook it, and I put it in her mouth, she stopped crying. It's not strange for a little baby to want a bottle. But it is strange if you see a 50-year-old man eating a bottle, a baby bottle, for his meal. How many would say that's a little weird? Okay, a little strange. A little, a little strange. And when we first accept Jesus as our Savior, we're born again. And literally as believers, we start our faith journey as a new baby in Christ. We have to learn how to walk. We have to learn how to talk, how to live. Easily said, we have to grow in our walk. You say, I've got it all figured out. Wrong. You'll have it figured out when you get to heaven. If you stop growing, you are dying. This morning, God does not mind helping us grow. I'm thankful that there's grace in our growing process. How many is thankful there's grace? Because, man, if it was on us to have it all together, we'd be in trouble. God does not mind spiritually giving a new baby Christian a bottle to help them gain strength. But he is tired of parting the beards of believers that have been saved for 30 years and still living on a bottle. You say, well, oh, 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 well, I, thank God that's not me. I've not been saved 30 years. If you're not growing, you're dying. God's desire is that you grow. Look at your neighbor, say, you got to grow. How can we grow? We grow in our walk when we open our Bible. I remember I, I, I got so used to getting the Bible on my phone, and there's nothing wrong with that. I use it all the time. But what I found is sometimes when I got my Bible on my phone that I'm reading and I'm studying and all of a sudden an alert pops up, a message comes up, an IM or a an text. That's what I'm thinking of. A text comes up or a notification comes up and it distracts me. And what I found is when I went back to this and I put my electronic on silent, it helped me. But whether we open our app or whether we open up our Bible, whatever we use, right now media, I hope some of y'all are using that. It's costing us monthly, and it's a gift, and I hope you use it and take advantage of it. It helps you grow when we pray. It helps you grow when we commit ourselves to him and desire to know him in a greater way. It helps us grow. say, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. Do you know how to talk? It's a conversation. Here's what I found. If I went to my wife only on the times that I wanted something or that I was upset, you know what she would stop doing? she stopped listening. I'm glad God's not like that. But God wants to hear all about you. He already knows, but he wants to have a conversation with you. I'm thankful this morning for the revivals that are taking place at Asbury University and Lee University and other places throughout our country already. But I want to share this with you. The same God that is in the house at those other places is the same God that is in your life today. It's the same God that is in this house this morning. It's the same God that desires to fill your home wherever it's at. I've heard people say, well, I don't want to see that kind of revival because I can't get that much time off of work. I don't know whether you know it or not, but our country needs revival. Our country needs Jesus They don't, listen, they don't need, some of you think a revival is just a series of about three or four meetings. Here's the coolest thing about these revivals. They are not about a preacher that's on a stage preaching a message. It is about worship and praise, and the glory of God is coming down, and lives are being changed and transformed. We grow and see revival in our lives, when our hunger changes from the pleasures of the world and we begin to hunger and thirst after God, you say, But well, I like my stuff. I'd rather see my kids make it to heaven than me have a bank, full account, uh, bank account full of money. I, I would rather see my granddaughter. Serving the Lord because she's following in the path of her poppy rather than me having a brand new car every month. I don't know about you. There's nothing wrong, listen to me, there's nothing wrong with the things and the nice things of this world, but there is something wrong when it comes between our desire for God. When we're able to desire more of God than everything and anything else in our lives, we'll see greater personal growth than we can imagine. The Bible doesn't say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. It does not say "Lord, they might be filled. It doesn't say for sometimes they'll be filled. The Bible says that if they hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. We got to grow in our walks. Somebody say, just grow, baby. Second thing we got to do is we got to grow in our relationships. God desires that our marriages grow, God desires that our family relationships grow, God desires that our friendships grow that our church family relationships grow. The enemy is attacking relationships, both marital and and those that are just uh, uh, friends and relations and, and family. God is attacking family and relationships like never before. I'm telling you this morning, I'm speaking growth into relationships today. I'm rebuking Satan in the attack that he is placing on families, on marriages, on lies. I'm rebuking it today in Jesus' name. You say, what is he trying to do? The enemy understands that if he can cause a fracture in a relationship, he can begin to separate. And when he can separate, there's no unity. We grow better together. That's a core value here. We grow better together. There's power in unity. Where there's unity, division can't be. But where there's division, unity can't be. Really simple. This morning, we have to be purposeful about growing our relationships. We have to be protective of them. Now, please understand, that doesn't mean you can't say, well, you can't be their friend because they're already my friend. That's dumb. Now, you can say you can't have my wife because she is my wife. That that you can do. And you shouldn't say go ahead and take her because don't say that either. But we have to commit in our relationships to pray for people, to encourage people, to help people. Why? Because we grow better together. We need each other. We need each other. God has called us not to be isolated. He's not called us to live on an island and show up on Sunday. But that is the enemy's plan, to separate you, from any contact, to make you think you are all alone, but we need each other to grow. And he understands that if you don't have somebody help you grow, it's not a good thing. Let me give you you a quick example, a quick example. Uh, uh, Isaiah, because you're here, I'm going to use you and you kidnap my daughter. Craig, can you come here for a second? Come here, Chris. The baby's crying now. Uh, I want you all to stand shoulder to shoulder here. Stand shoulder to shoulder. Uh, and face me. Face me. Okay. There you go. Yep. Shoulder to shoulder. Turn around. There you go. Perfect. Okay. Uh, Miss Dot, I want you to help me. Can you help me? Oh, I know you will. Come on. Okay. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to run through those three guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no? No? Hold on. No. No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. She, hold. On, hold, on, hold on, she said, "No way. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that." Because, stay there for a sec. Because they're unified, she said, "I'm not doing that." Do me a favor. Spread out a little bit. Now, can you can you walk through just walk through there? Yeah. I we're going to I just I just want you to walk through. No problem, right? I mean, you're not even thinking about it. You're just walking right through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's the deal. Miss Dot, she's, listen, that lady is a generational prayer warrior. I'm going to tell you, she is praying for different generation. I'm thankful for her. Thank you. You can be seated. You can be seated. Stay right there. Here's the thing. The enemy says this. When there's division, I got no problem. I can run right through them and I can get to whoever I need to get to. But as soon as he sees unity, he said, oh, I ain't messing with that. Understand, when there's relationships that you have and you're walking in unity, the devil doesn't want to mess with it because he knows that a three-strand cord cannot be easily broken, but he wants to try to separate you. And the deal is, if you're standing by yourself, you're not going to be able to do it. But when you stand together, you grow together, you grow better together in your relationships. Thank you, fellas. Grow better together The enemy wants to think that you're isolated. But this morning, I believe God is about ready to pour his spirit on some relationships. And he is about to restore the fractures that are in them. Hear me. He's not going to just restore a fracture. He's going to take that thing and make it stronger than it's ever been before. Hear me today. You say, Pastor Steve, I don't know if I want that relationship. I promise you, God will figure out who needs to be in and who needs to be out. God has strategically Put relationships in your life that are going to help you change the world. You say, hold on, the world, the world around you. How many has ever seen a building being built before? I'm not talking about a little one. I'm talking about a big one. How many has ever seen a big building being built before? One of them tall skyscraper type things. Do you know how we have? We have a bunch of them here in Ohio. Um, Right here in Salinas, skyscrapers, don't we? But when you, if you go to New York or a big city and they have these big tall skyscrapers and they're building them, what they do is on the side of them, as they're building and all around them, is they put something up. Scaffolding. And that scaffolding helps keep those buildings steady. It helps keep them in the right spot. It it helps make sure that everybody can get to the higher levels. It helps it be a little more safer. But eventually, as they get to the top part of the building, and they do all the checks and all the balances, they remove the scaffolding. Did you know that nobody from the crew goes... That building looks so much better with scaffolding around it. They don't go, man, I wish that we could leave that scaffolding up so everybody could see how beautiful it was. No, they take it, they take it, and they take it down. And you say, Pastor, what are you talking about? There are people that are in your life, and you're in some people's life, and you're scaffolding. You say, oh, I don't like that. Here's the deal. There are relationships in your life that are lifelong relationships. And there are some relationships that are temporary, per, uh, temporary relationships. And you say, well, and, and please understand, I'm not talking about your marriage. Let's make sure we're clear there. But what I am talking about is I'm talking about certain friendships. Not that you don't love them, not that you don't care for them, not that you don't pray for them, but you don't depend on them for your growth anymore. Some are going to be growing in relationships and some are going to be growing out of relationships and it's okay. Don't hold on to something that's going to cause you not to grow. Look at your neighbor say, just grow, baby. Just grow. Just grow, baby. Third thing is this, and it may seem like this doesn't fit, But we need to grow in our pain. Grow in our pain. You say, I don't know if this fits, but I want to tell you this morning, you are not in a place that someone's going to tell you that as soon as you get saved, that life's going to be wonderful, joyous, and grand, and you're never going to have a trouble face the world. You're going to have roses every morning when you wake up beside your bedroom and outside your window. Flowers are going to be growing. Everything's going to be perfect and wonderful. Because if we said that, that would be against what God's word said. Because he said, you're going to see trouble. There's going to be issues. There's going to be rough days. And we will face pain. But I'm telling you this morning that we need to grow in our pain. Just grow, baby," he said. "Well, Pastor, I'm 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 in pain. I can't grow. I'm just hanging on. I cannot grow. I'm hurting on the inside. I can't grow. I'm so weak. I can't grow. I don't know if I can take another day. I can't grow. I did not understand what God was saying a long time ago." when he said this to me, we had done something, and uh, my wife and I, we had moved to West Virginia, and I felt like it was God's plan. I, I, I believed it. I knew it. And, uh, and we went there, and we pastored for six months, and all kinds of crazy stuff happened, how many know people crazy? And then there's West Virginia crazy. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love them people. I do. I learned so many so many lessons and met so many blessed people, so many people that loved us. And um and I remember I came back because we had to move back because my job said, "Listen, you can't live there. You're going to lose your job." And 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 I'm like, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" Like we got $100 a week. And I think Maybe out of six months, I maybe got five checks. I was like, God, what do you want us to do? And we went back to Kokomo. Looking back, it was all orchestrated by God. But man, when I left and and we got back to Kokomo, I felt like a failure. In the middle of us moving back, I won't go into detail, but there was a, a tragedy that took place in our immediate family. And I thought, now God, I have failed at that. I have failed. Everybody knows I failed. Everybody knows I'm back here. Everybody knows I didn't, didn't accomplish. Everybody knows. And then on top of that, you bring tragedy into our lives and in my family. My dad died in October. We moved back in December in January, tragedy in, in our personal family. I felt like a failure. In my mind, I felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't doing anything right. I felt like I didn't succeed. And I heard somebody tell me, they said, man, I got a word for you. Now, I want you to be very careful when people say, I got a word for you. Because sometimes it's a word from him and sometimes it's a word from them. I don't want the word from them. I want the word from him. And this this day, this day, we were up on stage, and they said, I got a word for you. I said, okay. And they said, you failed forward. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, you didn't fail. You stepped forward, and you didn't even know it. This morning, you may not have succeeded at what you thought you were supposed to do. You may not have accomplished what you thought you wanted to accomplish. You may not have got everything done that you thought you were going to do, and you might be disappointed, but you grew. Look at your neighbor. Say, you grew. You grew. You may feel like you're defeated, but you fell forward. You failed forward. You learned something. You were growing, baby. You're growing. In my pain, I was growing. This morning, just as a A woman has pain in the birthing process. At the end of the process and the pain, there's something precious. There's something beautiful. There's something wonderful. You can grow in the pain. I said you can grow in the pain. There's purpose in the pain. I said there's purpose in the pain. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's not glorious. But it's worth it. It's worth it going through some of the pain in your life. I, I, I want to tell you this morning that, that, that this is, I got to get it. I wrote it down this morning. I got to find it. I got to find it. Where's it at? Where's it at? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Where's it at? The enemy, the enemy is using the pain to try to prevent you from seeing what God wants to do in your life. But God is trying to use it to propel you to the place where he wants to get you. The failure is moving you forward rather than moving you backward. I, I'm going to go another place. I'm going to be a horticulturalist. Some of you said he's going to be a what? Yep, it's just talking about plants. I think that's it. That's what they said at Disney. So when a seed is planted, it's planted and then it goes to a place after some time where it is dormant. Now many think it's dead, but it's not dead. It's dormant. And what happens is In this phase, as it's dormant, it begins to soften, and and it begins to um, absorb as much water as it possibly can. And then the elements in the seed begin to rearrange. And as they begin to rearrange, what happens is roots begin to form, and a stem begins to form as well. You say, well, that's a great lesson, Pastor Steve, for the test that I'm never going to take. Some of you in this room today have not grown because you haven't put forth any effort into growing. I'm I'm, going to just be real, right? I'm going to be honest. And, you know, it's one of 168. You have 168 hours in a week, and you use one of them to go to church, and that's where God's at. And he's not in any of the other 167 hours. I'm not talking to you this morning. God still wants you to grow. But you're not going to grow just one hour a week. Sorry. You're not. And I'm going to tell you, just grow, baby. Just grow. But there's some people in this house that have been walking with Jesus. There's some people in this place that have been working on the relationship, that have been dealing with some pain and have been dealing with some disappointments, that have been dealing with some struggle, that have been seeing some issues. And I want to tell you this morning, you may not have seen any growth, and you're saying, what have I done wrong? You've not done anything wrong. You're not missing anything, but the seed of growth in your life has just been dormant for a season. It's just been dormant for a season, and you may not even have been able to tell it, but I want to tell you this morning, it is not dead. It's just dormant. Because if it was dead, that would mean it's over. But I've got news for you. It's dormant, meaning it's absorbing every prayer. It's absorbing every time of worship. It's absorbing every moment in the presence of God. And what it's doing, it's beginning to change. The elements are changing. And it's beginning to get some roots behind it. Because when it begins to get some roots and it begins to start to grow a stem this morning, that dormancy begins to produce something called life. And it begins to grow. And there's some in this room this morning that have been dealing with some dormant dreams that you thought were over, that you thought were done, that you thought was uh, dead in your life. But I've got news this morning. They've just been dormant. They've just been dormant. Don't be disappointed that you're not seeing the growth. Don't be disappointed that you're not seeing movement. Don't be disappointed that you're not seeing anything. Hear me this morning. Just like a little baby when it's getting born or before it's born, at the month month one, month two, month three, if you go touch a woman's belly and be careful, don't do it unless you ask. If you go touch a woman's belly and you say, let me feel a kick, they will kick you. Not the baby, the mama, okay. But here's the thing, here's what happens, here's what happens. If you go about six, seven, eight months and you ask that mama again, hey, can I, can I feel that baby kick? And she can put your hand right here and you'll feel it kick. Hold on, it's still got life in there at one month. I'm going to tell you it's still got life at the point of conception. I want to say that just so we're all clear. But if you touch that baby at one month, if you try to feel a kick, you won't feel anything. And there's some of you in this building today that have some dreams that are dormant, some situations that are dormant, and you say, God, it must be dead because I don't feel anything. But I've got news for you. God is changing the elements on the inside, and there's about to be growth, and you're about to feel some kicking in your life. It's taking some time to see the growth because the dream that God has on the inside of you needs some deep roots so it can sustain everything that God has planned. I want to I wanna help you. Come on, y'all. I'm about to uh, praise and worship team. I did that last week too. Uh, I'm going to finish. I got too much. I'm going to finish. This morning, here's what I want to do. Here, here's what I want to do. There's some of you that have been dealing with some stuff. There's some of you that have been dealing with some dormancy. There's some of you that have been dealing with doubt saying, God, why am I not growing? Why am I not seeing something change? Why am I not seeing something different? And God is saying, listen, it's in a dormant stage, but there is about to be a change in your situation. There's about to be a change in the elements that are in your life. And what I'm going to do this morning is I want to be a little bit of a coach for you. I remember if you do, if you were... In Lamaze classes back in the day, they said, when your wife gets in that spot, you encourage her. You help her breathe. You tell her she's going to be great. She's going to do it. And, 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 and I know some women go, I wish he would have just shut up and stopped talking. And, and I know that. I know that feeling too. But this morning, my God, there is something that is about to change in you. There is a rearranging of the elements, and there is about to be a kick where you didn't feel a kick. There's about to be growth where you didn't see growth. There's a in the middle of your pain. There's about to be something change today, and I want to help coach you. I'm going to tell you this: you got this. You can do it. You're going to make it. Just breathe. Just breathe. Oh my god. I said just breathe. Cause hear me. This morning when I said just breathe. I believe God is about to breathe in this place with his power and his glory and his there's about to be a stand all over this place. Stand all over this place. Stand all over this place. Spirit of God. My God. My God. There is a change that is taking place. There is a change this morning. I'm telling you, you got this. I'm telling you, you have it. You can do it. You're going to make it. You're going to grow. Just grow, baby. Just grow, baby. Just grow, baby. Just grow. Just grow. This morning in this place, I am fully sure that God wants everybody, every one of us to grow. But I am just as confident that some of you are as close to giving up as you have ever been. Some of you are as close to quitting as you've ever been. Some of you are as close to stopping as you've ever been. I don't know if you need help growing in your personal walk. I don't know if you need help growing in your relationships. But I am confident this morning that somebody in this place is about to see a change, a rearrangement of the seed that is in their life. And that which is dormant, that which, my God, that which is dormant, God is blowing on this morning. God help me in this place do me a favor I want you to close your eyes I don't want anybody going in coming out for just a moment please just for a moment there's some in this place today and I believe God is talking to you it's like he made the message just for you It's almost like you're saying, God, how does he know? I do not know. I don't know. But God knows. This morning in this house, I'm speaking to those that were wondering if the seed was dead. God said it's not dead. It's just been dormant for a season you got to start believing again you got to start trusting again you got to start having faith again but god is rearranging the elements of that seed this morning here's what i'm going to do and i promise you this is it there's two things that are going to happen two things. The first thing is this, if you're in this building and you thought that seed was dead, but you understand now it is just dormant and you believe that God is rearranging the seed that is in your life, I want you to come in the name of Jesus and we're going to pray for you. And I'm going to believe that God is going to blow on that seed and there is going to be a changing of the elements in it. But the other thing is this this morning, and i believe this is sure as i'm standing here there's some of you that need to stand in the gap for your marriage there's some of you that need to stand in the gap for a relationship there's some of you that need to stand in the gap for your family that is fractured and that is broken this morning take a step today we're going to pray that god touches those situations we're going to believe today that instead of a fractured situation that there becomes healing in jesus name i'm counting to 3 Do not come after I count to three. After three, it is over. One, two, three. If you're coming, come. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper, night in the darkness. Do me a favor real quick. Here, I want you to be very clear. I want you to understand what I'm doing. I, I don't want anybody to get weirded out, okay? So here's the deal. This is anointing oil. There's nothing special with the oil at all, okay? But it, is a signif- it signifies a setting apart. A setting apart. So here's what I want. If you are up here for your family, for your marriage, for a relationship, I want you to do me a favor. I want you just to stand right in the second second section there. If you're here because that seat is dormant and you want life I, and you believe life, I want you to step forward towards the front here. I just need to know who I need to pray and how I need to pray. All right. Now, you say, perfect. Pastor, so I'm good. All I got to do is stand here. No, what I need you to do is I want you to stretch your hands this way for a second, and I want you to pray with me. Can you help pray that God would help in these situations? Come on. Come on. That is who you are.